esoteric, and welcome to the first of some Christmas specials of Magenta Helps Her Tragic Fans. Now, how is... Uh, Bernard, you can stop that now. Oh, oh really? Oh, I thought it was adding some nice atmosphere. Oh, it, well, it's, it's very nice, but just do it uh, when the, the, the feeling is correct. Oh, all right, all right. I'll, I'll all time right. it. I'll yes. time it. Too much jingle bells is too much jingle bells. So, how is this going to be different to normal, you ask? Well, personal problems do tend to intensify around the Christmas period. So what better time to turn to an internet medium for help? Oh, and uh, we have the jingle bells as well, don't we? Yes, we do, yes. So that, that makes it different. Oh, and also our bibliomancy is now based on four Christmas books. Well, they're sort of Christmassy, aren't they? We struggled a bit here because uh, we were going through our own bookshelves trying to unearth some Christmassy books. So what do we have? Well, well, well what have we got? Let's well, go through them, we shall have, we? We have... The most Christmassy of them all is Santa is coming to Redbridge. <laughs> the most I, magical I, of all the London boroughs. I love how oddly specific that is. Isn't it Santa just... is coming to Redbridge. I mean, that is because we lived in Redbridge. That's true. There is absolutely no reason, actually, even if you live in Redbridge, to get Santa is coming to Redbridge. No. And then what else is is Christmassy? Dickens. Yes, of course. Oh, but we, got... we don't have a Christmas carol. Oh, do we not? No, but we do have the uh, vocal score for Oliver. Right, OK. So this is not actually a book. It's more by way of being a sort of musical score. Yes, but it, it's got lyrics. It does it? have lyrics, yes. And it's got music as well. We can interpret the music too. Yes, yes, that's true. Well, that's your strong point, Bernard, so I'll allow you to do that. All right. Yes, because some there aren't there certain notes that are supposed to be demonic. Well, there are certain intervals that are meant to be demonic. The the augmented fourth is known as the diabolus in music. All right, so the next book is called Rabbit Back Literature Society, and it's got snow on the front cover. Oh well, that, I'm sure that counts. Yes, and then finally we have How to Be a Victorian. And it's got nothing on Victorian Christmases, but as we know, the Victorians essentially invented Christmas. They did, didn't they? Yes, because of, what uh, What was it, Prince Albert? Yes, that's so right. So Queen Victoria, he, she was married to a German called Prince Albert. He of the, um, you know, the, the, no, the, the, the pierced knob. The thing knob. through the thing, yes. yes. Although, is that true? We were talking about this earlier. Well, I don't we? know. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things that I could believe it was true, but yes. it could equally be total nonsense. And would it? he be the first to do that? I mean, he, he lent his not. name to it. But that might be because he's royalty and they just take whatever they want. He, he might be the, the first and sort of most famous exponent of the, the bolt through the knob. Because you wouldn't want to be the first one, would no, you? No, I don't think I would. But it does seem like something that would have happened kind of at some point throughout history. I'm sure the Vikings oh, were doing absolutely. that sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure at some point some, someone was a bit drunk and was stretching their foreskin all over the place and decided to, to push some metal through you, it. You can be absolutely sure of that. Yes, I mean, I'm sure that the urge has taken you on occasion, hasn't it, Bernard? Well, you know, we all succumb to these urges every now and again, don't yes. we? Anyway, so yes, so How to Be a Victorian is our fourth Christmassy book. Well, wow, that sounds like a jolly fun selection of uh, of tomes. Yes, very Christmassy. Give us a jingle. Uh, all right. There we go. All right, let's get into the problems. So we're going to do Twitter problems first. Oh, yes, we've had a few tweets, haven't we? Yes. So I had to do some stalking online to try and find out where these people live so you can do the right accent. Bernard. All right, OK. So uh, the first one, Atessa Kicks Ass. I believe she's from Oakland, San Francisco. Uh, Atessa Kicks Ass, that's her name, is it? Yes. Right. So uh, last time Bernard did a marvellous San Francisco via <laughs> County Cork accent for Robin Williams. But uh, we're not doing that again. I don't think I can do that one again. No, either. but uh, other people who live in San Francisco include George Lucas and Nicolas Cage. Right. So take your pick. Uh, we're, all right. 
Um, I probably. Uh, it's nice and short. It's just a, a single line. A so single you, line. So you only have to maintain it for a single line. Well, well let's try Nicolas Cage. He's he's, he's sort of far forward in the mouth like that, isn't it? Nicholas Cage. Do you remember that strange vampire film he was in? Oh, God, yes. yes. That was really oh. very disturbing, wasn't it? If you it? want to see absolute sort of 100% bonkers I mean, Nicholas Cage. pure, unadulterated Cage, wasn't it? Oh, Oh, it was I can't even remember what it was called. Is it called squared. Vampire's Kiss? I can't remember. I anyway, remember. seek it out. So yeah. give it that kind of energy. <laughs> it's it's quite close to uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character in Men in Black, isn't it? It was the... <laughs> <laughs> an animal. <laughs> a pet cat. It's not far off, It's though. a less extreme version of that. All right. So uh, Atessa Kicks Ass asks... What should I get my boyfriend for Christmas? <laughs> Is that Nick Lesbian? <laughs> That sounded like Nicolas Cage had put on a few pounds, strangely. <laughs> it was much closer to the bug from Men in Black than it was from Nicolas Cage. But never mind, here yes, we go. Yes, no, that's right. So what should I get my boyfriend for Christmas? Oh, it's such a struggle, isn't it? You're hard to, to buy for, Bernard. Yes, well... Because no. I don't... You like microphones, but I don't know anything about microphones, so I can't get you that. So, I'm, so actually, this will answer the question for both Atessa and myself. So what should we go for? Well, maybe maybe the Victorians might have some advice. All right. Give me a page. Uh, 17. And while I'm looking for the uh, page number, uh, I want you to tell us a, a little fact about Christmas. <laughs> I'm just landing this on you. A, right fa- a fact about so Christmas. So give us a number. Uh, uh, 16. One, so two, not very many people four, know this five, about six, Christmas, seven, but it was eight, actually nine, ten, uh, originated... No, there's only the... 12 lines on this page because oh, well, right, half well, of it's a picture. Well, uh, oh, disinfecting well, let's have and medicated soaps. Oh, go! Oh, well, oh, there we, there I we mean, go. I that, mean, that's probably if there was ever a time for such a present. <laughs> it says Fig Four. Disinfecting and medicated soaps carried a distinctive scent. Well, yes, like you say, what better time? I mean, that's that's both practical and pleasant, isn't it? It is. Oh no! Now you know what I'm getting you for Christmas, Bird. Oh. <gasps> oh God! This is so weird. Oh, all right. So one, two, three, four, five. On line six, I'm acting like I'm surprised, as if bibliomancy doesn't work. Of course we all it, know it, we it works. We all know it works every time. But on line six, it says William Thackeray in his 1850 novel Pandennis. 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 <laughs> coined the phrase "the great unwashed." That was the rest of the line. How about right. that? So some some pandemic soap. Well, that's the most straight to the point one we've ever had. Yes. I mean, even Maggie Smith is normally a little bit more obscure than how, that. How do you think Atessa's uh, boyfriend will react to being gifted With some scented soap? With absolute unadulterated joy, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> I mean, who, who doesn't love who doesn't getting love... disinfectant soap for Absolutely. Christmas? Well, that was clear and cut and concise, wasn't it? You know what? It'll be a test of his love. That's, uh, it certainly will and be, won't it? And it's worth occasionally testing them, I think, just to see where you stand. All I mean, right. it, it, it'll, it'll keep, them, keep them in good health and good spirits. Exactly, and, you know, there's... Uh, well, I say test, test the other person. That sounds like a recipe for toxic <laughs> behaviour. But giving someone disinfectant soap is fine. All right, so next one, Kathleen Green on Twitter. I couldn't quite work out where she lives. Does that sound creepy? Well, I, I did well, go through her whole feed. Did you... <laughs> I mean, but I couldn't it's, it's, quite work it out. It's rather creepy, but it, but it's all right. I so, think. you know what? Let's keep Nicolas Cage going, so you do have to do a bit oh, more. No. Try to do less the bug. All right. I, I need some advice. I have uh, exams coming up and a few major papers slash projects. Bit more manic. Too soon as the semester comes to a close. How do I keep everything balanced? Uh, oh, all right. So it's, it's a question about balance. 
which is mm. particularly hard when you're a student, isn't it? Yes, or absolutely. Or when you're an adult. You know, my dear, my dear Kathleen, we really beat ourselves up when we don't achieve balance, don't we? Don't we yes, burn it? Yes, Don't we burn it? But life, I find, is a series of wild fluctuations, isn't it? Well, it is when you're me, anyway. So, for instance, right now, I'm really deficient in several important vitamins. But later, I might eat an orange. <laughs> or a Terry's chocolate orange, at the very least. So, do you see what I'm saying? It swings and roundabouts. Uh, yes, absolutely. Swings and roundabouts. Anyway, let's ask the books. All right. What should we go for this time? Well, what says balance to you? I mean, there's no balance in Dickens' London. No, that's true. No. It's full of terribly poor people and terribly rich people. Well, <laughs> very much like now, isn't it? Very topical. Yes, indeed. But, um, OK, a balance something about exams. Oh, literature. So the Rabbit Back Literature Society. Rabbit Back Literature Society. So this is a novel, isn't it? Yes, by uh, Pazil Mari Kalainen. I think they're Norwegian. That's, yes, that sounds like a Scandinavian. So uh, it's very yes, it's very Christmassy. All right, all right. Give me a number. Uh, one hundred. And complete your fact about Christmas. Uh, well, uh, uh, once you give me another number. Okay, uh, so uh, twelve. Uh, now, One, the interesting two, thing about three, Christmas four, is that five, not very many six, people realise that actually 10, Christmas 11, 12, originates... 12, here we go. He could hardly contain his joy. Two days later, he called. That's what it says. Ah, right. right. So, so the, the question was, how do I deal with the, the stress of exams? And... Oh, calling, calling people. There we go. Oh. So every time you feel a bit like, oh, it's getting too much... Give someone a call. Hop onto Zoom. Yes, and don't warn them because people love getting yeah, unsolicited calls. calls, long Zoom calls from from casual friends. I have to say, when someone just pops up and demands my attention, I love it. You do, don't you? You famously. No, I hate it. I mean, let's be honest here. Yes, we. Okay, are. give them a little bit of warning, maybe. I mean, the, the the principle of that advice is clear, isn't it? Yes. And And sound. I think so. Reach out. That's what it's saying. Reach yes. out. If you're starting to feel a little overwhelmed, reach out, as the song goes. Absolutely. Reach out. And, and she's reached out You're to... not joining in, Bernard. Uh, reach reach out. out. Do you know the song I'm just talking about? Uh, yes, yes. It's, right. the, it's the... I'll be there. There we go. Yes. Oh, get get some uh, music in this episode as well. Yes. There we go. I hope we don't have to pay any more PRS on that. Oh God. Oh yes, the copyright people will be writing with that, won't they? Yes. Oh well, we we won't sing any more of Going that. Going strike that episode. Well, she's she's already reached out a little bit, hasn't she? Because yes. she's reached out to you. Good. Well done, Kathleen. Keep reaching out. All right, because I love I love keep having problems, people. Oh yes, we please need keep you. having problems and reaching out because I love it. All right. So on to the emails. The wonderful Julie. So she's from Iowa by way of New Mexico. She says it's a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. Right. So then I so I googled uh, and I went on to the magazine, online magazine Classic Rock, oh, and yes. they say that the 25th best country rock song of all time, it was at the top of the list. I couldn't be bothered to scroll. The 25th. <laughs> I did wonder why you'd gone for the 25th. <laughs> yeah. It's Elvis Costello and the Attractions Good Year for the Roses. No idea oh, yes. what that is. Yes, do you know I, what it is? Yes, How's I know it that go? song. Oh, I can't remember, but I have heard that right. song. Yes. So can you do an Elvis Costello impression, Bernard? Uh, well, uh, I suppose to do a singing impression of Elvis Costello. No, no, talking. Oh, I suppose you could put a bit of singing. Uh, well, sort of Rex Harrison, you I'll sing a little bit to, to, to get into the voice. Then stop the talking. Mm-hmm. Can talk talk all night. Night. All right, I think I'm there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right, off you go. 
dear, hello again, dear Madam Magenta and Bernard. Thank you for your October advice regarding the U.S. election. If sound, I may... You sound like Keanu Reeves in no, Bill no, no, and no. He's, 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 he's British. He's British, uh, Elvis Costello. No, you'd never know. Yeah. All right, go on. If I may, I'd like to ask another question of you. <laughs> I have been lacking motivation and inspiration. I've started many new projects, crafts, growing your own mushrooms, journaling, a new tarot deck, etc. But nothing is sparking. Oh, I'm losing the voice. I'm losing the voice. Hang on. Uh, she may be the face I can't forget. All right, I'm, I'm back in the voice. Any otherworldly advice for me? Should I try something even newer? Focus on something I've started. How do I find... How do I find... <laughs> what happened there with that word? Stop. Stop. How do I find the inspiration amidst the dread that no, is no, 2020? Get, sing, sing another line and get back into it. She may be the face I can't forget. What do you get when you fall in love? Thanks again and best wishes for the holidays ahead. Much love, Julie. Julie, Julie, maybe you're not growing the right kind of mushrooms, Julie. If oh, you get yes, my of course. Yes. Oh, well, I've got a good fact about a mushroom. Oh, yes. I looked it up. So uh, this is so uh, to get the right uh, information. The world's largest mushroom covers 2,200 acres. Good Lord. Of the Melhir National Forest in eastern Oregon. The outline of the giant fungus stretches 3.5 miles across. And it, it extends an average of three feet, one metre into the ground. That is a very large mushroom, isn't I it? I know, isn't it? See, we think monkeys or artificial intelligence is going to evolve and take over, but it's not. It's going to be the mushrooms. You damn dirty mushrooms! Yes. <laughs> Imagine that movie. With Charlton Heston yes, saying, no. that's it. You damn dirty... You know, while he's waving his fist at the at Empire a, State Building. It's, I believe it's the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty. I knew it was one of those two. Yes. You damn dirty mushrooms! That'd be a great film. Remake it like that. Get Helena Bonham Carter in a mushroom outfit. Because she was in the remake of... She was. She was in one of many Planet of the Apes remakes. And she looked really good as a monkey. It, it w weirdly suited her, didn't she? She'd look even better as a mushroom. Yes. All right. Okay, so... Uh, so who shall, we, who shall we consult about this? What then? was the question? The qu <laughs> I mean, got lost in the Elvis Costello. Uh, the, the question was, uh, basically, I, oh, I've been... hobbies. Yes. I, uh, I'm, sparking joy. Yes, lacking motivation and inspiration. So should, should she try... Some, Finding something. Yes, some yes. other hobbies and All right. things to do. So you feel lost, my dear. You feel lost. A bit like an orphan in Victorian London. Where oh, you're so versatile, Bernard. Thank you. That's All my right. falsetto. I've so give me a number. <laughs> and while I'm... You know the drill. Yes. Uh, 16. 16. I, probably around about food, glorious food time in the uh, chrono chronology of Oliver, I imagine. Oh, no, you know this too well. Oh, dear. Right. No, it's not. It's I Shall Scream by Widow Corney and Mr. Bumble. Oh, gosh. What that, on earth is that? Now, that is a song that did not make it into the movie. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Really? It's, uh, yes, it's basically Mr. Bumble's wife. Who? Uh, What's she screaming about? I can't remember. I, I I saw a production of it on stage once, and this song was it's in it. A sex scene. Is it a sex scene? Well, I don't know. I shall scream. I don't be. remember it being a sex scene. It would be a bit out of place, wouldn't it? it? What if we started Oliver with a just an enormous Mr. Bumble sex scene? <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> grotesquely outstayed its welcome. <laughs> I don't remember that being the case, but maybe you know a, right. a modern revival. Uh, give us a, give us a. Oh, I don't know. What do you call them? A stave. What? 
What's that? Well, that's when you get a sort of a, a line of musical notes. So there's three of them, though. Three of them, yes. That would be a stave. Okay, so give us a stave. All right, let's have the third stave the down. third stave. Third stave is Mr. Bumble <laughs> singing, smiling. Yes, I did, and it's beguiling. If Be- your hand... Beguiling, beguiling sorry. <laughs> if your hand is close, I'll... It is a sex scene, isn't it? It is a sex scene. So, so smiling uh, is so beguiling. If your hand is close, I'll... So yes, I did smile and it's beguiling. And if your hand is close, I'll... And Ooh. then it goes on to the next what? one. So we never know what he's going to do with oh, her not, hand. You're not going to read the next bit. Oh, well, I could. I suppose you could. I'll press it. All right. There we go. I'll press and it. And then, yes, you like it. Come confess it. Oh, this God, does sound saucy. extremely it's saucy. saucy. <laughs> I don't remember this scene at all. So it is an extended Mr. Bumble sex scene. Yes. Oh, and then she goes, I shall scream, I shall scream. Oh, God. It's... And then he goes, since there's nobody that's near us who could see us or could hear us, if I ask you, can I kiss you? Oh, say, what will my pretty miss do? I shall scream, scream, scream. So he's being... It... I mean, it's a bit... It's a bit forceful. Isn't it, is, it? it is somewhat anyway, forceful. Let's move on. Okay, so let's uh, let's um, uh, let's translate. <laughs> smiling, yes, I did, and it's beguiling. Right. So to make you smile, my dear. Yes, that's the issue, isn't it? You, if your hand is close. Right. So it's something to do with your hand. Palmistry. You said you were into tarot. Oh, Why not try palmistry? It's the next or, logical step. Or finger painting. Yes. Or painting your nails. There's lots of hand-based activities, yes. isn't there? Or you could get those incredibly long fake nails that, uh, you know, and, and that always compromise your wiping technique, I find. <laughs> but yes. anyway, there's enough said about that. Yes, so, Billie, so Billie Eilish is an exponent of the long fake nails, isn't she? Yes, yes, those. yes. I must ask her some, yes. when I meet her how she wipes. <laughs> Well, that's that's interesting. This something so, to do with your hand, my dear. So gaze at your hand and figure it out. Palmistry is a, a very, very interesting uh, branch of the esoteric, isn't it? I mean, I suppose so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I just thought you might know about such things. I do know. I do. Oh, you do. Of course, I you just do. don't wish to talk about all it. Right, that's well, all. Well, let's move on. Right. Next one. Oh, this is the last one. Oh, is it? Right. Oh, and then we should mention Stephen. Oh, God. goodness. All right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. We'll talk. We'll tell you about Stephen after this. So the last one is from Russia. From s- from Russia. Russia, <laughs> a snowy land of big furry hats and strong drink, and a sort of oppressive gloom, which makes it the most Christmassy place of them all. Absolutely. All right. Take it away, Bernard. So this is uh, this is to be done in a, a sort of offensive Russian accent, is it? Well, it, I mean, it's a big place, so I'm assuming they have different. Russian accents in between the different places. I expect I mean, so. in England, England's tiny and you walk ten paces in one direction and you've got and an entirely different accent. Yes, and they call a bread roll something different, don't they? That's the thing about English. Every, everywhere you go in England, a bread roll has a different name. Well, uh, what, what do you call it from well, where I, you're from? I, would sort of I should just, know this by now. I've been married I, a while. I'd sort of just call it a bread roll. Right. But, you know, it could be a cob or a bloomer, or any number of different variations, depending on where you are in the UK. That's a little UK fact for our American <laughs> listeners. That anyway, I, I'll read the thing, shall I? Yes, <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> so, uh, dear Magenta... Oh, oh, dear, this is very offensive. I hope you can help. Our family is divided with a terrible problem. Christmas trees. My wife says we must have an artificial tree. Real tree drops needles everywhere. It is dirty. The cats attack it, which is true. They do. 
eldest daughter says we must have a real tree. Fake tree is plastic pollution. Also, real tree smells nice. Youngest daughter says it is cruel to kill a tree just to have a party. We should not have a tree at all. And they want vegetarian turkey. All this arguing is making my headache and doesn't feel like the Christmas spirit at all. Please help us. Sincerely, Luca. Well, Luca. Well, I think you might be our first Russian listener, Luca. You could be, yes. We're going to break Russia. Yes. All right, Luca. So So which one shall we have? Well, the only one we haven't used now is uh, Santa comes to Redbridge. So, I mean, this is to Russia. specifically Christmas tree It's related. quite a short one. There's, uh, so this is, right, give uh, us a number. How many, <laughs> how many pages are there in this, this children's book? Oh, and it doesn't have numbers. Oh, that's uh, bloody great, right, well, isn't it? I so think, I'll have to count from the beginning. All right, well, six. Okay, right, tell the fact while I'm doing this. Uh, so the thing about Christmas uh, is that uh, Christmas actually originated. Uh, okay, in, here we in, go. Right, so there's literally... Two lines on this, so well, I'm just going to read just them. just have the lines. Because this is the kind of book it is. It's yes. barely a book. With a flick of the reins and a jerk of the harness, off they went, racing through the sky. Ho, 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 laughed Santa. How unoriginal of him. Yeah, but yes, so there we go. So what was the question? <laughs> so, so should we have a real should Christmas tree, Should we have a real tree? tree? Yes. That is a good question. Well, you know, on the, on the picture... What what can you see there, Bernard? Yes, well, of course. So this is a children's book with some dramatic illustrations. Now there are a lot of Christmas trees on this very page. But they're outside. Yes. Yes. So the Christmas trees in this illustration. There's a little house, and then there's a load of trees outside. It's sort of a miniature. And they've got some uh, lights on them. Yes, they're decorated, but they're very much in the ground, aren't they? Yes. So there we go. There's there's your compromise, Luca. You have a real tree, but you plant it outside. There and you, you put go. a few, you know, sparkly lights on it. You can still decorate it, but it's still sort of, you know, providing oxygen for the world. Yes, etc., etc. Living Good. its best life. Yes, marvellous. So shall we update them on Stephen? Oh, goodness, all right, yes, I suppose we better add. Stephen update! Here we go. So, so we did the swap, and it went fine. He didn't recognise me. Mask, sunglasses, big coat... It's Bernard amazing. hiding under it at yes. the back, doing it, the accent. It's quite extraordinary, really. But uh, but I think he he was he seemed distracted. Yes, and that it's social distancing as well, isn't it? You're so busy trying to keep away from each other that you don't notice the other person is two people in a coat. Yes, yeah, we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so we did the swap. I gave him the cursed opal. Yes. And he gave me the cursed bowl. Uh, and, uh, you know, it felt very different when I took it in my hands. It used to be icy cold. Oh. And it just felt sort of normal room temperature now. Right. And so uh, when we got back, you know, remember what I said to you? I said, I don't think this is cursed anymore. Right, I yes. I don't it... think it is. And then it occurred to me that he'd turned up with someone uh, for the swap as well. And I hadn't paid them much mind because they didn't say anything. But it wasn't his wife. Did you see them? No. No, I didn't think so. And that's because you can't see spirits. But so here's what I think happened. So the bowl, I think, had a spirit uh, attached to it. I see. Yes, although I wasn't aware of this before, so it must have been trapped in some sort of, I don't know, stasis. Right. And I think Stephen activated the bowl somehow. Good Lord. Released the spirit, and so now the spirit is attached to him and not the bowl. So I got the bowl back, 
without the cursed element. Right. I mean, that's sort of an improvement, really, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's great for us. Well, because now we just have a normal bowl. Yes. Although it is a... I think there might be a small complication because uh, that person who he was with... Yes. They did sort of make a little... I, I glanced at them. They made a little bit of an impression. And I thought, oh, it seems familiar, but, you know, didn't really lodge until we came back and I was just... I was I was racking my brains... And I suddenly realised, you know the you know the eight foot portrait yes. on the wall. Oh yes, yes, yeah, it looms right over you. Yes, of my ancestor. Yes, great, well, it's the same aunt. person I saw with Stephen. No, yes. really. Yes. So I think who was trapped in the bowl? Are you following this? Is yes. everyone following this? I... Who was trapped in the bowl was my ancestor. Your, your great aunt, something or other. Yeah, great, great, great aunt, something or other. Good Lord. I mean, I don't know anything about her apart from the fact she looms over the dining table. I mean, she's a very table. intimidating presence in the house for I know someone she... that we don't know very much about. Yes, I, I don't know why I keep... I don't know why I keep that portrait, along with the cursed opal and the cursed bowl. We've got a lot of crap in our house. I mean, we really could do with Mary condoing away some we, of the cursed really clutter. Do. Does it bring you joy? Well, not Does really. Does it curse your house? Yes. Get rid of it. Yes. So anyway, so um, I don't really know what to do about that, but I do feel some sort of sense of responsibility now that my ancestor is attached to Stephen. He's sort of, she's perpetually haunting Stephen now. So I'm I'm going to do a little bit of investigation because and and see if I can uh, figure out how she became trapped in the bowl and whether I should help her move on to the other side. Yes, where she can do whatever they do on it the other side. Seems like the Ping thing to do, maybe. doesn't it? Yes, it does. How, how did he get her out of the bowl? Well, I don't know. Normally, these things are activated by some sort of you know bodily fluid, blood. Normally, but I think any of them any of them work. So Earwax. Did, did he sort of bleed or dribble into the bowl? Then I mean, who knows? Maybe he was. Maybe he was keeping his snot rags in there. That's possible. You know, blew his nose, chucked it in the bowl. I mean, he's 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 not the most hygienic of men, Stephen. No, I mean that's a question to ask him. How the hell did you activate this thing? Oh, so goodness. so uh, keep keep uh, listening for further updates on the Stephen situation and exorcising my ancestor. My cursed ancestor. I mean, I, I do. So, I feel sort of a little bit sorry for him, but I also feel like if anyone oh, deserves, it on himself. oh, if anyone deserves to be haunted by a malicious spirit, it's probably exactly. Him, it's it? character building, anyway. Yes, and it he, does you a it, world of good. He's in need of some character building, and then you know, once this is all over, maybe he'll be a nicer person, and we'll all have a good laugh about this whole episode. Yes, and we can get our hundred and sixty quid back because he'll be capable of having a reasonable conversation. I, instead of the, shutting us down, it's the best thing that's ever happened to him. This it certainly is. He will thank us for this. <laughs> all right. Uh, listen up next week. Goodbye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What kind of woman becomes a Pirate. From the makers of Mockery Manor. Violent, insane, not at all comely, and they smell like a couple of dead badgers preserved in cheap rum. Comes an adventure on the high seas. Will you pay extra if I push <gasps> a little harder? No, 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 please. I'm just a writer. I'm writing a book and I would like you to be in it. Inspired by the lives and loves of the pirates Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed. You think you know me, Anne? Do you think I never got my hands dirty? Your mind's been so twisted, you think pirates deserve mercy? Did either of you ever meet Blackbeard? Everyone loves a rebel. They love to see him swing, too. Put your weapons away, both of you. <laughs> <laughs>
Stop it! Read! Oh, Anne and Mary! Fight like men! Or you'll hang like dogs! Starring Christina Bianco, Suze Kempner, Hamilton's Carl Queensborough, and more. Do they have tails? Somebody told me they have tails. Oh, I haven't seen a tail, your ladyship. The Ballad of Anne and Mary. Available now wherever you get podcasts.